Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. And we are in the middle of a series on Mercy Talk centered around the topic of breaking free from bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. And we're just talking a lot about how forgiveness plays a vital, vital role in your ability to live in freedom and and really just how honestly destructive it is for your soul to live with you know, unresolved bitterness, resentment, and those types of things. And last week, we really centered the episode on why forgiveness really matters. And today, we're going to talk about why in that process of forgiveness, grieving our hurts actually matters. You know, we often want to just jump ahead and talk about forgiveness, but to bypass the process of grieving and processing what has wounded us would be a major, major misstep. So we hope today's episode encourages you and gives you some new insight on this really important topic. We're glad you've joined us and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Brooke. Hi. Here we go. Here we go. I find it so like interesting that before we even started recording today, we started talking about this topic, forgetting yes. that we were about to record on this topic. <laughs> this like Yeah. Oh, you're giving me a lot of credit. I don't know that I knew we were <laughs> You didn't know about to record on this you topic. You didn't know. I was like, oh, great. Wait. and also everyone, I asked what our time limit was and she said we didn't have one. So who knows <laughs> who knows where this shall no, everyone's like, oh, Sorry. checking how long it is right now. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. How long did this end up being? Oh, Hopefully man. not too long. Not I mean, I basically like cut you off in what you were saying because I was like, whatever you're about to say, save it for the episode because okay. it's going to be good. Um, okay. And I, you know, I don't know if people have kind of scrolled through the titles of the different episodes in this series and kind of if this one stands out as being like a weird fit. It's like, wait, I thought this was about forgiveness and you want to talk about grief. And Mm -hmm. I think the case that we will make today is just that you absolutely can't talk about forgiveness. Well, first of all, you can't talk about forgiveness without talking about hurt. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I mean, because forgiveness begins with a hurt. Uh, yes. with pain. So we've all been hurt. We've all been affected and wounded by the sins of other people. It is inescapable. This is life. This is this is part of what we walk through. But, you know, we can't, first of all, we can't really, we can't wait for the people who have hurt us to do something to make us feel better about the situation. I mean, it just, I think sometimes it feels easier just to blame people for the hurt that they've caused us, for the ways that we're struggling. Um, and, while those people may have caused our pain, they can't heal our pain. They're not able to heal our pain. So I think, first of all, we just want, as we enter into this uh, specific episode, I think we just want to remind um, all of you, even reminding ourselves, because I do feel like half the time these podcasts are just for you and me to be reminded of what we yeah. need to know for our own lives. Well, okay uh, with that. We're just yeah. working out our own stuff yep. on the World <laughs> Wide Web. Um, but I think we just need to recognize that um, even as we go into this conversation today, some some of you listening, you are very aware of your wounds and you are very aware of the people that you still need to forgive. Um, but there may be a lot of people listening today that aren't really aware of that or aren't really, I mean, I, I think I even shared this in our first episode. 
it wasn't till like midway through writing this series that I realized like, oh no, <laughs> I have never <laughs> processed that one season of life and that, you know, those things that those people did and how I was wounded. Yeah. I was, I was like, I had pushed it so far aside that it wasn't even in my mind until I started writing this series. And so, yeah. you know, I think just recognizing that some of you are very aware, some of you are like, I don't know, I'm not sure. But as we just talked today, I would just encourage you to just, man, Lord, would you put your finger on any areas of my life that are still un, still unhealed, people that I still need to forgive, um, and and really kind of reflect on that as we're talking today. I literally talk about this stuff every day. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and I'm often like, oh, that's me too. Great. <laughs> so good. You know, and so it's funny. I, I, I was asking Scott the other day, I was like, what would I be like if I was in another field, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't want to answer. And so we just left it there. Oh <laughs> so the conversation it's just like, ended. what if I had gone to like law school? Or oh, my like goodness. Sorry, I'd be a horrible human being. Um, and so that I think that's why God put me in this field. So I have to constantly be held accountable you. for being a butthead. So, oh, man, I've never um, considered that. Maybe that's the yeah. thing for all of us. He's like, all oh, y'all going to need to go into this so that I can keep you right. Yeah, so I think like the CPAs of the world are just clearly they're just good people. They're I guess just better you didn't people. have to. Yeah, man. Yeah, you and Excel just hanging That's a out. Good um, point. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, and then I also spend a lot of time convincing people who don't want to feel their feelings why they should. Mm. And I think you know, I, I, you and I have talked about this plenty. Like we can avoid it the same as everyone else. I think you're yeah. actually significantly better at it than I am of just being like, okay, we're going to deal with it. You know, but it's, yeah. it is, it's a lot to carry. And I think just remembering the small thing and I won't dive into it too much is that our pain and our hurt doesn't go away just because mm. you don't think about it. You know, just because you've disconnected from it doesn't make it go away. So when we deal with it, that's how it actually can go away is to deal with it, to process yep. it and, and be able to move on. Um, you know, and obviously timing matters and, and, and all of that. But I mean, I, I work with people every day that are just destroying their lives not to feel their hurts mm-hmm. and it is not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. It is just, let's <laughs> dig in, feel it, heal and, uh, and move on frankly. Right. Yeah. And, uh, not totally forget it, but be able to move forward with a healthy life. So that's just my little, if you're like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Me neither. Um, and so, yeah. but we can, we can. Uh, I think okay. what you said is so good. Yeah. Like it, why it's just, it's worth it. I mean, you've got two mm-hmm. options here. You either process and deal with your things and find healing on the other side, or you don't. Mm-hmm. And then that does not go well for you at all. Like, it's right. just like neither option probably sounds super fun, but there's yeah. one, there's one option that actually leads to healing and freedom. Yeah. So it's like, let's just go there. Yeah. One ends well. And, and yeah. it's the one yeah. that's more uncomfortable on the front end. Yes. You know? Yes. So, yeah, I have to to remind myself of that as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, it's great. Uh, (laughs) But our hurts, our hurts do matter, right? Mm -hmm. And and why they matter is that the stuff that we're struggling with today is probably connected to something from our past, which Mm -hmm. is fun. It's always fun. I had somebody be like, I am grown. Do I still have to think about my parents and what they did? Yes, as it informs uh, how you respond yes. to things today. We do. Yes. Not everything, but just the things that, you know, are ruining your life. And so <laughs> we'll just dig in there. 
And um, and so yeah, we do. And and so when we're yeah. wounded, though, two two significant things typically happen. Um, and if you've listened to this podcast for two minutes, you probably yep. heard this. But in our pain is when we make agreements mm-hmm. with the enemy, right? About God, about ourselves. So either like God is not good, or I'm not good enough. God doesn't see me or everyone's out to get me or, you know, like that's where we make those agreements and decisions that inform how we see the world and how we function in the world. And when we're doing that, right, then we also, the other thing that happens is that we also turn to things to protect, to comfort or defend ourselves against the wound or against the agreement. And when we're making unhealthy agreements, right? So if, if I'm like, uh, you know, all women are terrible people and I shouldn't be friends with any of them. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just an example. It, it can happen. One might so, think that one right? might think that sometimes <laughs> they're the worst. And so what you do <laughs> with that though is then everything, everything you do to protect yourself is going to reinforce that agreement. Every yeah. single thing you're, you're looking for it, right? I'm looking for somebody to, you know, have a weird look on their face. I'm looking for someone to be rude. I'm looking for, you know, anything that reinforces our narrative, mm-hmm. which is why, and, and I don't, know how much we'll dig into this, but it's, it's why when God talks about renewing the mind and those sorts of things, it is being accountable and taking our thoughts captive. It's being aware of what we're doing. Right. Am I, is that true? Like is someone, is that person really a jerk or am I looking for people mm-hmm. to make me feel justified in, in my hurt and my pain? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Adam Young has a quote and Adam, you Young, know, he's your, he's we your guy. Have Adam Young quote. I know. I think we should go through these podcasts and be like, who were we obsessed with at the time? I know. That People is, know. Who is in here? Yes. And look, yes. we're here to equip, you know, because it's That's not, right. I'm just going to pass on the gems that I receive from others. And That's many of right. them come from Adam Young. So They do. You, and so what he said is, when our heart is wounded and we pick up the pieces and mash them together, we begin living in a way that promises to relieve the wound and assures that we will never be hurt like that again. And this way of living enslaves us. And that's a good quote. Um, because there's always something unhealed in the past, right? There's always a struggle. Um, and this is why our our hurt matters and why we have to identify it, be comfortable identifying it, whatever that looks like, right? Maybe uncomfortable, Mm -hmm comfortably finding it. Right. Um, and this is why we must know how to discover healing. And mm-hmm. if you're like, I don't even know how to do that. Don't pause right now. But that's also why we did a whole series on community and deep relationships, because mm-hmm. this does not happen alone. And mm-hmm. frankly, it doesn't happen with God alone. Yeah. So, you know, I want to just say that before we take a deep Other dive. flesh and bone human beings as part mm-hmm. of this process yep. with you. Yeah. 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 Healing comes in community. Yep. And it does. As you said, I think uh, even just hearing you talk about it, there's that part of you that's like, I don't know. Yes, please give me that. And another part that's like, oh, can I just move on with life? Can we please just move on? And I think there's so many things that we so often turn to or reasons. I guess it's just things we do to avoid this process. Right. It's like I don't want. First of all, sometimes it's a lot of work. It's a lot of emotional investment. It's a lot of, I mean, it can be an exhausting process to really walk through this like grieving, grieving our wounds and grieving our hurts. And I think um, two, two of the main things that come to mind for me of like things that we'll do to just avoid this process is that first of all, 
I think a lot of us just distract ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we just turn to like, I'm just gonna get back to life. I'm gonna get myself really, really busy. Um, and some circumstances, I think, you know, I mean, you work with this a lot, Brooke, like people turn to substances, people turn to different addictive behaviors as a way to distract and, you know, honestly, just numb ourselves. Um, if I just can yeah. just not feel, then I don't have to feel this. <clears throat> then I also yeah. don't get to feel good things, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't have to feel this sadness. <laughs> And you want to talk about an empty way to live life. Um, And so I think that can be a very um, common thing that we'll do to avoid grieving. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think, and this is something I've found myself sometimes do, is that we will try to kind of be like overly positive about a situation. (laughs) We should just just on we, not me. And by we, uh, yes, people People of my people, (laughs) my people, yeah. (laughs) We, uh, yes, we your either people. Be, we'll either over, <laughs> or we'll like hyper spiritualize it. Right. And mm-hmm, so taking mm-hmm. something that was actually really awful from the past and somehow so that I don't have to grieve it and really sit in the right. sadness and the pain of it. I like, I like try to trick myself into thinking it was actually not as bad as it, oh, yeah. as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading uh, you know, we've referenced and we will continue to reference in this series, uh, Lisa Turker's book on forgiveness. And she, yeah. uh, she, I, she captured it really well. She said, uh, sometimes it seems easier to deny my pain than to mm-hmm. do the hard work to deal with and heal what's really there. But we can only heal what we're willing to acknowledge is real. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, those are, I think a couple of the common things, but you know, avoiding finding distractions, trying to be super positive about it or hyper spiritualize what it was and what, it, you know, like those things can can help get us through the short term. But like you've already said, grieving and walking through forgiveness is uncomfortable and maybe some hard work on the front end. But the long term gain is so worth it. Um, so doing these other things to distract or to, to avoid the process really just keeps us stuck. It just keeps us completely stuck at wherever that point of unhealed pain is. That's where we get stuck. And um, I I remember, you know, again, we don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel the hurt. We don't want to grieve. Nobody wants that. Right. Um, But, oh, my goodness, I heard this. I it actually may have been on Adam Young's podcast. I can't remember where, but I wrote this quote down because I loved it. And it's actually a quote from Barbara Brown Taylor. Um, And Mm -hmm. she said, sadness will not sink a person. It is the energy a person spends trying to avoid sadness that does that. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's I mean, that's exactly right. That is yeah. every day <laughs> what I talk about. Uh-huh. Because, for I mean, you know, to quote Dolly Parton, forgiveness is all there is. And uh, <laughs> so she did say then, that in her documentary. That might be, that might be a first time quote for Dolly, Dolly Parton on God, Mercy there's Talk. There's so many. Man, we should, I should be. Be bringing her into my research for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Stay <laughs> tuned, everyone. Stay stuff. tuned. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I deep dive into... So it's either, you know, serial killers or Dolly Parton. So that's, you <laughs> know, and I just... Balance. I like to study people. I do. It fascinates me. So um, all that to say... No, that's a great quote. I don't I don't know who that person is, but I will be looking... Because that's that's exactly it. It's like we... I watch people literally kill themselves and destroy their families just not to feel sad. Mm. 
And, and it sounds yeah. so crazy, but we all do it at some level, right? We're either watching, you know, hours of TV or, you know, and so just because it's not as urgent, mm-hmm. you know, or just because it's not as dramatic or like my favorite, you know, my dad would be like, you know, we weren't abused. I'm like, was that mm-hmm. the standard? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> was that mm-hmm. just don't be abused? Got it. Okay. Right. So right. Good job. It's good good job. life. I yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not yeah. talking about, you know, not being resilient. I'm not talking about, I mean, we have to have those things in grit sure. and life throws us stuff, right? I'm not talking about sitting in self-pity. What people will do to avoid sadness is just not worth hmm. whatever is built up in their head of what mm-hmm. this will be. And I, even like what you said, even the being overly positive or, or the over overly spiritual side of just like, well, God worked it out. And it's like, okay, mm. cool. That's only a part of this, though, yes. right? Just because you're physically okay now or emotionally kind of feel like you're okay now, there's or still God, a process. God brought good was, things yeah. from it. Like, that right. doesn't yeah. take Oh, good. Away. So he kept his promises. Right. He also yeah. it still wants you to feel that and, and process it and deal with it. And so, you know, and I get it. Sometimes we have to prioritize what mm. needs to be dealt with. There have been seasons that I'm like, I'm not in a season that I can dig into this right now. And I'm having to like kind of take the baby step stuff towards it. What I can do is figure out, you know, I'm just making this up. But why every time somebody cuts me off in traffic, I just want to blow their cars up. Like that's a, that's an overreaction reaction. Some might say that. And so, you know, I think <laughs> it's important that we just start with the, <laughs> the small stuff, you know. Yeah. Anyway, again, just examples. I'm not saying I've ever uh, felt that way. And so, um, anyway, but I, this other thing is that if I avoid it, like it will just magically go away. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, yeah. it just doesn't. Um, there's just a doesn't. book that I know we've referenced, but the body keeps the score, mm. um, James Vanderkolk. And it's a, it's a phenomenal book. And that's the thing. The things that we go through do not go away. And, and mm. our body is meant to pry again. That's why the Bible talks about it. Why the Lord talked about it. Our body soul spirit they're meant to work together they're meant to process things together right physically from a neurological standpoint spiritually emotionally all of those things are meant to be processed in in the right time and place and when Mm -hmm. when it's time and we start avoiding it that's when things can go awry yeah and and often when people find themselves in the quiet right life's really Mm -hmm. crazy and then you settle down and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, I should be happy. Why is everything falling apart? And your body and brain are like, oh, no, it's time. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time to do it. And then everybody thinks, you know, well, why this or why that? Well, it's just time. That's good news. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's dig in. You know, and I know that. It does make me feel, wonder how many people yeah. are in that place. Or I know in different seasons of my life, I felt almost just like there's like this kind of a cloak of like heaviness over life. It's just kind of like or or an underlying sadness, you know, yeah. that I'm just yeah. like, what is that? Why is that there? And sometimes I know and I'm like, it's because I haven't dealt yeah. with that. Sometimes I don't yeah. and I have to like actually lean into it. And Yeah, we, we have a joke that we love football season because it allows us to avoid all mm-hmm. kinds of things, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, there's a game on. Oh, go look yep. at my fantasy team. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, uh, when, after, after the playoffs and the Super Bowl, I'm like, I can Uh-oh. feel it. Like, and it's well, like January. Yeah. It is the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, fill our feelings and mm-hmm. sadness. Yeah. So anyway, um, but to, to throw in another Adam Young quote, you went hard with Listen. this. 
today. He says good things about this stuff. I love it. No, he does. It's so good. Um, he doesn't even know. One day he's going to be like, who keeps quoting me? It was us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do sometimes so, wonder. Yeah, Is he ever we'll going to listen to any of this and then be like, one day. You guys were a little obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, somebody oh, had to be. Uh, but he says, when we bury our pain, we bury it alive. It festers. It churns. It will not be ignored. It will crop up in sudden bursts of anger or sexual addictions or sh- shutting down whenever you feel criticized. Um, which is, I mean, I'll just let that speak for itself. He also talks in one episode about how trying to bury our hurts and pretend like they didn't happen uh, allows us to escape two major things. One is feeling the heartache, rage, sorrow, fear. Um, all of the emotions that spring up basically when you let yourself actually sit in how you're feeling um, and how deeply you've been harmed by another. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then also yeah. it allows you to escape dealing with God, right? Mm-hmm. So all the emotions and things that come up with processing with the Lord, like why the hurt had to happen and like all of the big questions of mm-hmm. the universe that are so important to talk through with him that we typically avoid because we are like, Oh, I don't want to be angry with God. Or maybe we're so angry. We feel cut off. Um, mm-hmm. and so anyways, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a whole episode on that. Oh yeah. So we're do, we're going to dive both of those. Yeah. Yes. They're big. Yeah. Um, and you know, we have, um, a whole, we have a whole key in our keys to freedom discipleship study. Um, mm-hmm. it's healing life's hurts. And, we talk about how that key is really the processed process of mm-hmm. first grieving our wounds yeah. and then inviting the Lord into those and allowing him to heal us. And so today, I think just kind of for that practical piece of like, okay, so y'all are talking about how this is important. Fine. I'm convinced. Like, how do I do this? What does this look like? And right. we're just going to talk this through really quick. First of all, I think, as we've kind of already said, but I'll just reiterate, it starts with first naming it, identifying the wounds. And it's not just, I think we'll probably talk more about this in later episodes, but <clears throat> I, find, I find it so interesting to consider that, like, you can't really kind of forgive or grieve Uh, something that is vague. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I can't grieve now. I'm not uh, as an example, maybe like I can't grieve like that. Maybe I, my dad wasn't a good dad, which is not true. Had a wonderful dad, but like, I can't grieve just like a blanket statement. Mm -hmm. It has to be specific things that happened. And so Mm -hmm. some of that means like actually going in and like identifying and like saying this happened and this happened and this happened. It doesn't mean like doing a dig, you know, digging deep, but actually like being willing to name the things that actually happened. Um, Well, and just to add to that, what I think too is like the moments that the agreements were made. Yeah. Because what we can typically do is like, my dad was the worst. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what does that mean though? Mm-hmm. Right. And what I want to dig into from if I'm doing counseling or walking with somebody mm-hmm. like that and, and what, what healing life hurts does is, and this is going to sound really dramatic, but you may have gotten, 
you know, physically beat by your parents every day. That doesn't mean every single time an agreement was made. There was a moment, mm. right? And the Lord knows what those moments were. Yep. And so it's it's not, you don't have to go, like, what if, if everything was horrible? You know, it, you're not, God's not asking you, we're not asking you to go into every horrible moment. It's when the agreements right. were made, because that's where the lies come in. That's where the enemy manipulates. Yep. And so it's a very intentional process of healing and not just yep. a blanket one, but you're right. Like right. that it is very specific. Like, and well, typically, and I, I mean, it, I don't know how it's been for you, but where I made the agreements was not where I assumed. Yes. I made the agreements. So yes. Which is like, why huh. the Holy spirit has to be part of <laughs> this. Right. And we yep. always do say when we teach on this key, you allow the Lord to bring up the memories. You don't do some mm-hmm. like, you know, treasure hunt of wounds from your life and go in and right. try to dig deep and all like, no, allow the Lord to bring these things to mind. And those moments that, like you said, you didn't even realize like, oh my goodness, I kind of forgot that happened, but that was absolutely when I made that agreement or when I, yeah. so I think allowing God into that process and really identifying and naming the things like this happened and this mm-hmm. hurt. <laughs> like we start there. And um and he I think it's so good because he knows he knows what we're ready to process. And it does not mean right that in five years or ten years or twenty years he may not bring something else back up from childhood that you're like, I forgot that happened. I'm gonna have right. to just like I'm just gonna have to process that for a minute and identify that and grieve that. Um but and Brooke, you mentioned this before we started about the idea of like us doing maybe kind of a deeper dive on Mercy Talk at some mm-hmm. point on grief and just what that looks like and what that means. Um, and and you brought this up, but I want to reiterate it too. We, when we say the word grief, I think almost everyone immediately associates grief with the like physical death of a loved one. Yep. Of course, there's grief in that. Like that's a given, but. There right. are so many other areas of life where loss happens. <laughs> Innumerable yeah. areas of life where loss and pain happens. And we have got to learn how to grieve our pain. Because grieving is the only thing that's going to bring healing to what is broken. And I remember, right. um, I remember it now. <laughs> I just said that, and the example I'm going to use is is one of actually a, a loss of a loved one. But I remember a couple of years ago when we lost my dad and the person that we uh, were seeing, he's a life coach and he's amazing. But I remember he told me, he said, Melanie, you have got to make friends with grief. You Mm -hmm. have to, because there is absolutely no way to healing if it's not through grief. And he's like, there's just, they're inseparable. If you actually want to experience healing and let's be honest, it's ongoing healing. It's not like a moment of, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. If you right. want to experience it, there is one road and it is a, the grief road, <laughs> like that's it. And so we just, ha- we have to learn what that looks like um, and how to grieve and how to sit in that. So Brooke, I would be interested, especially cause you know, again, going into this episode, we talked about this some, I would love for you to speak some just to what it means for us to grieve our hurts. Like how do, how do we, how do we do that? So you actually have to, number one, I think we've uh, made this very clear. <laughs> you have to, you know, acknowledge that it's there. It needs to be done. And so, like you said, we're at that place, right? And um, you have to allow yourself and, and kind of just make a decision. I, I know that sounds so silly, but it really is a choice to go, okay, I am 
going to feel this and let me mm-hmm. kind of break off the first lie that I believe that this is somehow going to end me. It mm-hmm. is not. It's not mm-hmm. going to end you. Right. And so I think just deciding that, like, I'm going to be okay. And, and, and again, making sure we have people. So maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to deep dive into this. I'm going to start working. That is not just like I choose a moment and I sit in it. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's you and the Lord. But often it's with people, it's with a counselor, it's with, so it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to go on this journey. Mm -hmm. And I think you would be surprised how gentle the Lord is with it, um, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, just allowing yourself to sit with whatever comes up through and and paying attention to those, Mm -hmm. noticing them, right? Because I think that often we don't even realize the ways things are affecting us Mm -hmm. um, until we're ready to look at it. So just like we let the narratives, you know, whatever unhealthy agreements we make, we look for the unhealth, you know, and other people, this is one of those things where it's like, let's start looking for the ways that God has shown up. Let's start looking for, you know what, I don't even know why I respond that way or, you know, just being willing to, to look at those things. Um, We also need to express what's inside out. So whether that is verbally or through writing or drawing, um, and I, I hate, and it, I know I'm a counselor and I make people do this all the time. I journaling is so cheesy. I know it's, it is okay. No, wait, like mm-mm. not hold up not itself, not itself. I know the idea of doing it can make people be like, I don't want to journal. I know me neither, but you're just writing words on a paper. Okay. So if you just <laughs> say really- you're writing, you're just writing. You're just you're writing. writing. Literally, you're just writing. Writing yeah. words on a you're piece of paper. You're just writing words. On a it doesn't have to be in a journal. Mm mm. Let's yeah, just stop calling on... it journaling. Let's start calling sure. it writing words on paper. Uh huh. Writing words. Yeah, I've really worked for thought for a better word. I have. I need to spend more time on that. And so <laughs> I just think, but it, but I will say, I the most the most powerful way to do it is to just write it out. It, it, yeah. it really is. Talking through it is great. But writing it out, I have just year after year after year seen the most impactful moments come through that. It also, mm-hmm. because writing it helps you filter, mm-hmm. you know, and you can kind of go like, well, I thought it was, you know what? No, it's not. As I'm mm-hmm. just kind of free writing what hurt and what, you know, and what yeah. I was thinking and what I was going through. Um, and I so think I'm like so other, addicted oh, yeah. to that process. I think I've yeah, at you, this point in my life, I mean, are, I've got, you're a journal bins. I've got bins full <laughs> of journals. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't even think I have the ability to process something if I don't have pen and paper in front of me. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, it, I can't process a... or pray. I don't have paper. <laughs> it's just kind of, it might be a problem. But <laughs> but that but that's, I mean, that's it. Like, it is a way of, of processing and your mm-hmm. brain likes it. It does. Mm-hmm. And your body likes like it. it. And yeah. And so, no, it's a good thing to do. I prefer to burn mine. And so they are shredded, thrown away or burned. I don't want to look back. I, you know, no I'm all about like, let's thoughts. move on. <laughs> okay. Healed. You know, like uh, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So I get it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want anybody. Yeah. I want there to be no evidence of my mm-hmm. free writing. <laughs> um, it's probably safer for the world. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but we also have to feel our pain. And like I mentioned, grieve it with others, right. In community, yeah. most importantly with God, but yep. he created us to do this in community. It mm-hmm. is not just with him. Um, and, and, but processing and pouring our emotions out to God is where healing begins. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires, you know, sharing with others where you're at, listening to what other, I mean, I think if you're like, I don't want to talk about my stuff, you know what a great thing to do? Just ask somebody else. 
what is your healing looked like with for, mm. forgiveness or unforgiveness? Just start listening to people. Start hearing what their process was and see if any of that sits with your spirit, right? Mm. Um, I think just being open to he- hearing about other people's healing can allow us to go, okay, if they can do it, I can do it, you know, or, oh gosh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Or that did not end out, end up well for them. Let me not do that. Let me learn Mm -hmm. (laughs) from that Mm -hmm. mistake, you know, or whatever it is. Um, And so, you know, but just remember too, that God is not afraid or offended by our anger our disappointment, our confusion, even if it's directed at him, he can Mm -hmm. handle it. Mm -hmm. If he couldn't, we should not be in this relationship with him. And I mean that very confidently, like, He is so good with our vulnerability. That's all he wants. That's all he wants is like, let's, let's talk it through. Let me be here for you in that. And you can be mad and hurt and sad and not know what to do with yourself. Mm -hmm. He is here and he is there for that. Um, And so, you know, Psalm 62, eight tells us to pour out our hearts to him because he is our refuge. Right. And Jesus said that he came to bind up the brokenhearted. That's literally why he came Mm -hmm. Um, to comfort those who mourn. And to provide for those who grieve. So he Mm -hmm. will meet you in that grief. He will comfort you. He will have, you know, when we start looking for those things, he just shows up in incredible, miraculous ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And he doesn't just leave us in it as alone as it may feel. That's just not true. You're not. You're not, you know. Yeah. So and and that's something if, if you're in pain, you have to tell yourself constantly. I do, too. I have to. I have to be like, he is here. He does care. I will say that he does, he is here. He does care you yeah. know, over and over, whatever you have to do to kind of push mm-hmm. through that initial part. And I think once you, once it gets started, um, it's pretty incredible how quickly healing can start. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the reminder that you said, like, this is why he came. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is like, I came to do these things and to take, what is broken? It's just interesting thinking like, so for those of you listening, uh, it's just some insider information. We're actually recording this in December. <laughs> I don't mm. know when you're listening to this, but it's five days before Christmas right now. And I've actually been thinking so much already just this morning on this very thing. Um, because as I you know, shared with you before we started recording, uh, today is actually the two year anniversary of losing my dad. And mm. it's so interesting because I was thinking, um, about Christmas season and just being like, man, Christmas is supposed to be this like merry and everybody's happy and joy and merry and bright, right? You know, like Christmas. Mm-hmm. But when you actually look at what Jesus said and the whole point of his coming was for the salvation of our souls and the very things that you just read. I came to bind up the brokenhearted, to comfort those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve. Like, that's the point. <laughs> so it's just so interesting to me because I'm like, no, for for those who are grieving, I'm mean, thinking about it in the Christmas season, but like for those who right. are grieving in the Christmas season, mm-hmm. Jesus coming means more to you than anybody else yeah. <laughs> because That's that right. was the whole point. And so I just think reminding ourselves, it's not just one of the things that he's like, sure, fine, I'll help you heal. Like, no, that's why, right. that's why, that's why I came. And so yeah. I just think that's such a good reminder because this is, this is just a place where I think we can lose people so fast. They just don't want to go there. They don't want to unlock the pain as we've already said. Um, and I remember hearing on one of Adam Young's podcasts, somebody talking about just how like we can be so scared of this, like, like you already said, like that we are going to, this will be the end of me. 
Like right. that this grief, this sadness is just going to overtake me and it's going to ruin me and I'll never be the same. But to stay kind of hidden in that corner actually allows the what we perceive as the monster of grief to still control us. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. doing this process is the only way to move forward, as we've already said one million times. But the last piece of this healing life hurts is just that we invite Jesus into those memories, into those areas of pain. And we just ask and we get his perspective on it. We ask him, like, how did this affect me? Where were you? What what did you think when these areas of like mm-hmm. when this person hurt me or this person wounded me or this abuse was happening? Like where where were you? What were you thinking? What were you doing? I know you've even had some really powerful stories that you've shared on this when we teach at, at Empower, but just knowing that he has a response to our pain. He has a response mm-hmm. to our anger, to our disappointment, to our wounds. He has something to say about the things that we faced. He has something to say with how those things have affected us and he wants yeah. to bring healing. He wants to show us his perspective. I've just found even in my own like in my own prayer journaling over the last couple of years, I find myself more often than not just wanting to be like, what did you what do you see about this situation or what did you see about that thing that happened? Like, what do you see? I want to see this the way you see it, because every time I get his perspective on anything, whether it's a wound or a situation I'm not sure what to do about or I don't know what's going on, like his perspective is the only thing that breaks open healing and life and wisdom and all the things that we would, you know, want. Right. (laughs) So it kind of it kind of lands there. I think it is. It's it's starting. I feel like for anybody, they're like, okay, so I'm going to journal. I'm going to do all that. But again, like the, the key is can you open your heart to this process starting? And if so, yeah. again, I think you'd be surprised how much God will do the heavy lifting <laughs> too mm, in it right. and how much he'll show up in it. And so it's, it's not just like a to-do list and there are, you know, a lot of resources on, on how to grieve. And, and I think we'll, we'll do an episode at some point on super mm. deep diving this, as we talked about before we mm-hmm. started and you were like, that's what I do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, mm, right but, but before you're even, you know, doing a checklist, I just think it's important to, to just have your heart open to that. Because what that does is, you know, it allows you to have your heart open to forgiveness. Um, yep. When we're open to grieve the things and we're open to forgive. And mm. in order to truly forgive somebody, you know, we have to know how to proceed with the grief and the hurt that they've caused. And, yeah. you know, and on the other side of that, a pivotal part of healing from our hurts involves forgiveness. So, mm. I mean... It is, you know, inseparable. not to bring this up again, but as Dolly Parton said, uh, <laughs> just forgiveness is everything. Back. Yep. I feel like, yeah, just to, you know, <laughs> end on the thesis uh, here. Uh, but no, I think Jesus said it too. And uh, so I just, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it is everything. How, how we function with forgiveness and grief and gratitude in, in our lives is is in, indicative of, of how the joy we will feel and the mm-hmm. peace we will feel because that's what allows it in. Mm-hmm. If I'm walking around in unforgiveness and if I'm walking around with unprocessed grief, right? If I'm walking around not even being able to think about how to be grateful, of course there's no joy. Of course there's no peace. Of course there's right. no rest. There's no room for it. You know, and those yeah. things don't come easily. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. There is a process to allowing them in and to feeling them. And it's yep. so funny because we will hold on to all of that pain to not feel peace, mm-hmm. joy, and rest because we're afraid we won't. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit like we get like, well, the devil I know, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I know how to function in unhealth. I don't know how to do it in health. 
that's fine. But if we can yeah. identify that's an issue, right, and move yeah. forward. And and I think, and it's why God is so passionate about forgiveness through the scripture, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so, and I think you had, I know you and I have talked about this, but do you have a story here about... Uh, oh, yeah, the... Um, yeah, because we always just talk about when we're talking about forgiveness and also yeah. just this process of healing life's hurts, all of it. You know, it's like God commands all of this stuff. And sometimes we're just like, we're yeah. a jerk. Like, why did he yeah. make us have to do this? That's, you know, and <laughs> it's a lot of effort, I think, Lord, that I did not want to like, do. Couldn't you just. Um, yeah. So I think we we forget sometimes that, I mean, the every one of his commandments and the things that he tells us to do is actually for our own life to the full. Like, yeah, they there's a reason. And so the more that you deep dive into forgiveness and you see what it does to your soul and you see the right. life, like you said, the joy and freedom that's on the other side of it. You're like, oh, that's why God was so big on that because <laughs> he knew what it was going to do to us. Yeah. And there's a story. I wish I could remember who it was somebody that was on staff at Mercy years ago shared about. Uh, I don't know if it was a dream she had or maybe it was just an analogy she came up with of, you know, sometimes we often look at forgiveness um, as this, you know, like little boy that gets beat up on the playground and Mm -hmm. God, you know, comes over and like grabs him and says, okay, we got to go over here and forgive. You know, while he's like, you know, bleeding and like hurt and on the playground, (laughs) like go forgive, go forgive them, you know, but instead it's actually God going and kind of like scooping him up and saying, hey, I know the way to healing and that's going to be forgiveness, right? And it's those are two very different things. God being like, go forgive or him saying, hey, I know how to heal. Right. And it's forgiveness. <laughs> and so just remembering that everything we've talked about today is not like fun. It's not easy, but it is the only way to healing. It's the only way to life to the full. It's the only way to joy and peace. And here's the good news for all of us. I think you started this, and so I'm going to, started with this, and so I'm going to end with it. Like, our healing is our choice. Yeah. Like, we get to choose. And it is, and and honestly, y'all, that's really, really good news for us, because that means our healing is not conditional on the person who hurt us doing anything to make things right, or in Mm -hmm. them somehow receiving, you know, the rightful consequences for everything that they've done. Our healing doesn't have to have anything to do with them. Can reconciliation and a relationship and all those things happen? Sure, we'll talk about more of that in our next episode. Yeah. But our healing does not have to be conditional on any of that. We get to choose it, but we have to choose it. We actually have to choose to walk it. That's it. I want to add just one tiny thing, you Mm -hmm. know, because I feel like I hear this often too. Because they're like, well, you know, you say I get to choose it, but I have all of these obligations and I have all, you know Mm. what I mean? Because sometimes it feels very heavy like this. I'm going to add this process to my already Mm. busy life. Mm. And so I'm just going to say to you what my mentor says to me. Okay. Mm. Uh, You get to also pick your schedule. And so guess what? If you're in a season where your kid doesn't get to play soccer or you don't go to every game because you've got to deal with your junk, that's Mm. fine. Because mm. that is an investment in the bigger picture and the bigger healing yeah. of your family and your life. Like if if it means you can't say yes to those extra hours, that's yeah. fine. Right. And so there are, you know, if it feels like this is so overwhelming, I don't have the time, then something needs to change. And it's not that you don't get healed. Mm-hmm. You that's not that's not what mm-hmm. gets to change. That's not yep. what gets to be put off. You know, and I say that very passionately because it was very passionately said to me. <laughs> and it was very <laughs> 
I surround myself with people that that tell me how to how to you know they tell me how it is, and and so I'm saying it to you like that isn't the option isn't you you put your healing last, yeah, over your schedule it just isn't and yep. so you know whatever you have to do to go okay I'm choosing this and I'm going to prioritize it mm-hmm. right this isn't meant to be dumped on top of the seven million other things that we fit into our lives mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and in it fact, may, also may mean, not even be able to happen in conjunction. Ex- well, even if you can exactly make right. it fit with your schedule, mm-hmm. what yeah. if those are the very things that are distracting you from feeling the things that you need to feel yeah. in this whole process? Like, yeah. they may you not may even have be able to turn the TV off. Yeah. yeah. You may have to be like, you don't get to, you know, one night a week, mm-hmm. you can't watch mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, whatever that is, but I just feel like it's important mm-hmm. to throw no. that out there. So That's really, really good because I actually think it's important before we sign off to remind people that this process might also be really helpful and enhanced if you do it with a professional, like with a counselor, mm-hmm. depending on the things that you've walked through in your life, the yep. assistance of someone who walks, who does what you do every day, Brooke, who is very experienced in helping yeah. people process their wounds and grieving through their wounds. Like that can be very important. So you saying you may have to prioritize it with your time. There's also some of you who may have to prioritize it with your money. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to go on that whole side tangent, but like you yeah. and I've, you and I've done an episode on like, I don't remember mm-hmm. what we titled it, but it was about like the things that we do to avoid getting help. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I don't have the money. Like, well, actually, I'm not saying that some people don't have the money. Some people don't have the money. Sure. Most people have the money. They're just putting it somewhere else. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you have to, you may have to prioritize it with your time and your money. Right. Because I mean, like I've shared this before, my husband and I've got to the point where we're like, what matters more? What could possibly matter more than the health of our souls? Right. <laughs> like, I don't right. think I don't think anything else trumps this. So um, anyway, I think yep. that's a really really great reminder. Um, well, that was fun, everyone. Hope you all don't feel beat up by this episode. Um, oh, man, I, I do. I hope that this conversation was helpful for you, and I and I also hope that it's going to be helpful for you in context of this whole series, because this is really part of an entire conversation on forgiveness. And so we hope you'll, we hope you've listened to the previous episode and you'll stick with us in this series, um, as it is a part of a whole, but, um, as always, if the content in our podcast has been helpful for you, we'd be so, so grateful if you'd help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed, uh, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And you can find out more about our organization at mercymultiplied.com. And also you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Bye.